0: beautiful, lovely day. The sun came out. I was so happy that day. I remember the music being played. Let us break bread together on our knees.
1: This is Gloria. She's talking to producer Mary Helen Montgomery about her wedding day in Chattanooga, Tennessee in
0: 1969. Oh Lord, have mercy on me. My dad, uh, when he walked me down to the aisle, uh, like, I got real teary eyed and he gave me to Leroy.
1: Gloria and Leroy were standing in front of a pastor getting married. A special moment for sure, but not one that is uncommon in America.
0: Did you feel like you were doing something then, bigger than just I thought I getting doing married that day? Bigger than Leroy and I. I knew it would start something, and uh, Leroy and I felt could do. Uh, If we stuck together, we could fight off the enemy no matter where. You know, people get lynched for less than this.
1: I'm Jacob Lewis, and from Nashville Public Radio, you're listening to Neighbors, a show about what connects us. Today, we'll hear a story about two people who got married and got a lot of attention just by getting hitched. Gloria and Leroy are believed to have the first legal interracial marriage in Chattanooga, and one of the first in the entire state of Tennessee. Just to note, there is a little bit of strong language in this episode, including a racial slur. For this story, I collaborated with Mary Helen Montgomery, a reporter in Chattanooga. Here's Mary Helen.
2: Can you turn your chair so you're facing this way? Okay, that better. I'm with Leroy and Gloria Griffith in the Sanctuary of Renaissance Uh Presbyterian Church. It's a small church in Chattanooga, Tennessee where Leroy used to be the pastor. Leroy and Gloria were married right here almost 50 years ago. At that time, there was no building here, just an open field. They hadn't planned to have an outdoor wedding, but they had a hard time finding a church that would hold a wedding between a white man and a black woman. It was 1969, Interracial marriage had been illegal in the South until 1967, just two years before. The first time Gloria saw Leroy, she thought he was off limits, but not for the reason you might think. I had never seen a pastor with a cigarette in his mouth before. Leroy was the pastor at her mother's church in Chattanooga.
0: Gloria and her friend Rosa were visiting the church one Sunday. He had this red carvet. Uh, At that time, he was surrounded by the ladies. After he had the sermon, he went out and had his, his smoking, smoking too, and a red car vet and all the ladies there. I told Rose, I said, he's too hot for us. We need to leave.
2: Gloria didn't see Leroy again until a couple of years later. Gloria's sister was very sick for a long time, and Leroy would come visit her in the hospital. During those visits, Gloria and Leroy got to know each other.
0: And after her sister was finally released, He said, you'd like to get out and go for a ride. He says, you've been locked up in hospitals back and forth for the last year and a half. He says, don't you think you need to get out and get some air?
2: She agreed to come along for a walk in the park. They walked along and talked. Gloria and Leroy found out they really liked spending time together. And they made more plans right away. Next, it was a movie date. And Gloria still remembers all the
0: details. He was wearing a blue. He had a, a blue sweater, blue shirt, blue jeans, blonde hair, uh, and his eyes were blue.
3: Actually, I didn't wear blue jeans. You didn't? They were blue denims.
0: Blue denims, well, they were blue, they were matching. He was matching, I'll yeah. tell you that. What did you wear to the movie? Oh, to the movie, I wore a miniskirt. A sandals. A blouse. Uh, I think it was, if I'm not, it was pink. Uh, and, um, oh, and I had an afro. They started going out regularly,
2: to movies, out to dinner, on hikes. An interracial couple was an unusual sight, and people stared. Usually nothing more, though. Until one day, when they were headed home from a movie, Leroy was driving and Gloria was in the passenger seat when they saw a car full of white men.
3: About four of them.
2: They felt like they were being followed.
3: I'd go over to the right, they'd be behind me. I'd go over to the left, they'd be. And we were getting scared now.
2: Was that kind of the first time that it was real to you all, what the possible threats were out there for you and and you kind of had to be like, we got to.
3: No, 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 no. We, we were pretty much always aware of the threats. That's why I was looking in the rearview mirror and saw what was going on. They
2: started planning how to get away and what they would do if these guys attacked them. But then there was
3: a surprise. When they drove up and they said, ride right on and gave us a peace sign, I said, oh my goodness, here's some, here's some support from the community, young white guys. This time
2: things turned out okay, But Leroy and Gloria were always turning heads whenever they were out together. They knew that it might not always end well. Society had just recently started to change.
3: My fellow Americans, I'm about to sign into law the Civil Rights Act of 1964.
2: By the time they started dating in the late 1960s, segregation was illegal. But white people and black people still lived in very different worlds, especially in the South. Society still had its own rules, rules that Gloria and Leroy were challenging. Leroy had always cared about civil rights. He's from California, but he rode a bus to Alabama in 1965 and marched from Selma to Montgomery with Martin Luther King Jr.
3: That Johnson has just ruled that we have a legal and un-
2: The experience shaped him so much that he decided to move to the South and apply to be the pastor of a Black Presbyterian church in Chattanooga. Something about this image didn't quite add up for me. I mean, I understand why Leroy would want to work with Black congregants after his involvement with civil rights. But still, was there an unfair power dynamic at play? I guess, yeah, I was just thinking, like... If it were me, I think I would be struggling with some things internally. And did you have any kind of guilt or questioning or thinking, what am I, a white person, leading a group of black people? Was there any kind of... No, 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 no.
3: I was a Presbyterian minister leading a Presbyterian congregation that had called me. I was not just sent here. And they said that they wanted me to come. So it wasn't just, I wasn't forced upon them They were very supportive of me.
2: I asked one of Leroy's old friends about this, too. A black friend. And before I could finish asking, he said, everybody loved him, though. Leroy had a certain ability to cross race lines without too much trouble, and he used it. Probably, it would have been much harder for Gloria to cross that same line. Gloria was an activist, too, though. She just practiced in a different way. Around the time she met Leroy... She was trying to unionize the nurses in her hospital to fight for higher pay. She lost her job over it. You both were kind of rebels. Gloria kind of had had that streak in her before. You all were serious too.
3: Where, where, where I come from, that's called soulmates. <laughs> yes, we 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 both had a a deep sense of, of, of justice and a deep sense of 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 of, of the dignity of what other people call the lower class and we call the human class.
2: It seems like it seems like you would have to have that in common to end up with each other.
3: Yeah, the Lord found found us, got us together. There ain't no doubt about it, my mind or hers either.
2: After about a year of dating, Leroy proposed to Gloria, and she said yes. Leroy was ecstatic. Gloria was excited too, but her excitement was tinged by a looming reality. Marrying a white man was a huge risk, not just for Gloria, but for her entire family. She wanted to make sure they were okay with it. She started by telling her mom the news. She
0: kind of said, stop playing. And I says, I'm not playing. I'm telling you the truth. And at that point, she says, do you know what you're saying? I says, I know what I'm saying. She says, do you know what kind of problems that would occur? And I says, I think I do. She says, I don't think you thought about this enough. And I told her, I says, I've been thinking about it for a while. And uh, she said, you need to sit down and talk to your grandmother. And I said, well, what Granny got to do about that? She says, she says she she usually has better wisdom than I. If Gloria's family didn't approve, the wedding would not happen. And so we went, Leroy and I went to Atlanta. Then we sat down and talked to uh, my uh, grandfather and my grandmother and told them our plans. Gloria's grandparents were religious people. They wouldn't approve of the marriage
2: unless they believed it was God's will. So when Gloria told her grandfather that she had seen
0: Leroy in her dreams, as her husband... Her grandfather said that's an answer in itself he says the lord was trying to tell you something you should listen as we left the house he raised up his hand and you'd
3: think he was abraham blessing isaac on his marriage i mean he it was i can't remember the words but i haven't forgotten the feeling that he gave us he was saying this marriage is a marriage chosen by God, and I'm with you all the way.
0: The wedding was on.
1: Find out what happens next after the break.
2: People around town saw them differently now that they were engaged. Dating was one thing, but planning a wedding was a real statement a radical statement. It's like Gloria and Leroy were saying, not only can black and white people coexist peacefully, but they can share society's most sacred, intimate bond, marriage. Some people were supportive of that, like the man who owned the dress shop where Gloria's mom went to buy her wedding clothes. She was getting ready to pay him. He says, "Nope, this is on me. But there were lots of people who did not want them to get married, like when they tried to find a church. Remember, Leroy is a Presbyterian minister, but his church at the time was too small. So Leroy asked a bigger Presbyterian parish, but the people on the board voted not to let them have the wedding there. Then they went to another congregation in town, and the same thing happened. So they decided to get married outside instead. Now they had to find someone to perform the ceremony. One minister agreed, but then he backed out after receiving threats. Someone from out of town finally agreed to do it. It wasn't just the people that they were asking to participate in the wedding that got so upset. Gloria and Leroy's engagement offended people that they didn't even know. They got a lot of phone calls from strangers.
0: What did they say? Uh, Well, uh, one person called and said he was going to bomb us out. Another person said that he was going to burn us out.
3: I got several. In fact, I got to the place where I answered my phone as though I was my secretary. And I'd say, just a moment. I'm sorry, he's busy right now or whatever. But I always ask them what their name was. But this one person I says, and what is your name? And he said, my, I'm G.W. Griffith. And he said, uh, are, are, are you the preacher marrying a nigga woman? I said, well, I'm a Presbyterian minister, and I'm marrying a black lady. <laughs> what you trying to do to Griffith name? And I said, my family came here, and my, my ancestors voted for their children to be able to make their own decisions. And he said, God damn, kin." apparently we were related
2: amazingly that was the extent of the harassment and in fact they even
0: got calls that weren't angry at all I had folk who called and asked if they could come to the wedding because they had never seen a black uh, black and white wedding and they wanted to be there when history was made and um, what did you say to those people uh, I I said, bring your sons. You're welcome to come to the wedding. It was open to the public. Everyone was invited.
2: With the open invite came a real risk of violence. A risk they were willing to take, but they were still worried. So a friend of Leroy's had a solution. He told Leroy,
3: Don't worry about it. The brothers, I got them together. And the brothers, as soon as you give me a signal, they're gonna block all of the streets with their cars and nobody will get in or out until the wedding is over.
2: Who, who are the brothers?
3: <laughs> Young black men.
2: The big day finally came at the end of August, 1969. It was a beautiful day and all around the city in strategic places. Cars
3: just went out in the middle of the street and stopped. Their cars, quote, broke down. And, and, and you know, I, I don't know whether they got out and pretended they had flat tires or what they did, but they blocked the traffic.
2: Gloria stood in her wedding dress with her father. She says that at least 800 people were there to see her walk down the aisle, all of them there in peace.
0: No, no protests from anybody. Ministers from the Presbytery showed up there were people that I had invited, my teachers and some of the principals and uh my minister and some others were there. It sounds like like a huge citywide celebration. It was.
2: Did you ever wish that it was just a regular wedding that people weren't paying attention to?
3: No. No, I don't know. Uh uh, the community participated in a divine action. They saw what the scripture says over and over and over again. There is no partiality with God.
2: So you felt you felt lucky that your wedding was also caused social change. I
3: feel blessed.
2: Gloria and Leroy drove all over the American West for their honeymoon. And when they returned to Chattanooga, they noticed something was different.
3: When, when we were dating, uh, we didn't see any, any, any other interracial couples dating. When we came back, we saw lots more couples on the streets of Chattanooga.
2: Were, more, were there more interracial couples getting married after you all were the first ones? Oh, oh yes. yes. <laughs> it opened up
0: the floodgates.
2: When I first met Gloria and Leroy, I was expecting them to tell me a different kind of story. I thought they'd say that they were just two people who fell in love and that she happened to be black and he happened to be white. That's true, but there was more to it. They knew what it meant to be an interracial couple in Tennessee in the 60s. Rather than hiding away, they chose a different route.
0: My mother said this to me when I first told her that we were getting married and she realized it was serious. She said, why don't you all elope? (laughs) And I told her this. It is impossible. Get me marrying Leroy to Elope. I says, this is bigger than he and I.
2: As a couple, they decided to confront one of the darkest, longest standing problems of the American South. And they did so by doing something incredibly ordinary, getting married. Their wedding gave people a chance to take a break from the dark reality of racism. Even though Gloria and Leroy had somehow stayed safe on their wedding day, they were not immune to violence. In another year and a half, race riots erupted in the city. Leroy protested in the streets, while Gloria sat at home in a white neighborhood, nursing their new baby. A brick smashed through the window. There were more protests over the years. Sometimes it felt like progress. At other times, things seemed worse. But one thing remained constant. Gloria and Leroy were married. Are married. A radically ordinary thing to do.
1: Neighbors is from Nashville Public Radio and produced by me, Jacob Lewis. Special thanks to Mary Helen Montgomery for her reporting and general Southern solidarity. The story was edited by Emily Siner and Anita Bug. Music by Pottington Bear and this song is by Dan Burns. Neighbors is a proud and founding member of The Herd, an audio collective of amazing producers all over North America. You should check out the show Arrivals if you haven't already. More information can be found at theherdradio.com that's h e a r d If you like the show leave me a review on iTunes follow me on Twitter at neighborsnash I'm Jacob Lewis and I'm reminding you to get to know your neighbors